0: Hello and welcome to the Best Boys Podcast. I'm Best Boy Dan. And I'm Best Boy Justin. And welcome. Today is a very special day. It is our White Day episode. Happy White Day! Yeah, we're gonna go into it. We're gonna tell you all about it, the history, all kinds of fun sort of stuff with that. But first, a little, uh... A little update on uh, what we've been up to in the anime, watching business. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, you know, one of one of the things I really love about doing this podcast is that it has given me a new frame of reference to, for which to enjoy anime, and one of those things is, um, one, an example of that is I actually, since our last episode about sports anime, which if you haven't listened to, you should definitely check it out, Absolutely. it was a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, I've started watching Ahiru no Sora. Which is one of the basketball anime that we had talked about. Well, we should, I think we should back up a little bit more because, so the original plan for Justin yes. and I was that we were, uh, neither of us had watched any basketball anime, so we were gonna, like, split it up. I was going to watch, uh, Kuroko no Basketball, and Justin was gonna watch, uh, Hero no Sorrow. There's more to come on my journey with, uh, Kuroko but that's what started it also yeah we do watch things other than sports anime but that's been on our mind lately yeah so yeah I watched Ahiro no Sora and wow I was completely blown away um just to give you an idea of how much of it I've watched in the time between we, we recorded our last episode I am on episode 47 oh. of Ahiro no Sora I'm catching up on my on my my anime yeah no but it was it's so good first of all the soundtrack is full of deep bluesy saxophone which i nice. adore um and the characters are so great they're really lovable like it centers around Sora who is yeah, the... what's what's the what's the like general synopsis yeah so i then? mean basically sora it, it's your typical like this sports anime trope where the the main character wants to play the sport in this case it's basketball but he's too short um, and it's a no very one, high Q. Yeah, it's a very high Q. But that's kind of where the similarities between the Ayanosaurus and high Q end. Um, he ends up going to this high school because he, you know, he hears they have a basketball team, and he just wants to play. That's so the only thing he cares about. But it turns out that the school, the high school basketball team, has become just a hangout for like delinquents. um So he has to like kind of convince these delinquents to let him play basketball and also like restart the team because he really wants to go to the Inter High because his mother is (laughs) sick. Inter High. No, he wants to go to this Inter High School basketball championship because his mother is sick. And through this weird convoluted like both of them hiding their feelings from each other, um, it was decided that he would only come visit her in the hospital to announce that he had won the Inter High tournament. Um, because his mother doesn't sure. want him to spend the whole time, you know, his high school life in the hospital worrying about her. She wants him to have, uh, like, a high school life. So that's kind of the conceit of the show. Interesting. Yeah. There, It's especially interesting because there's a very similar plot line in the show I'm watching right oh, now. Really? Yeah, yeah. One of the antagonists has, like, a very similar plot uh, just in terms of, like, his relationship to, like, winning and, like, a, um, a like sickly mother yeah and one of the things i do really love about this show is that the the main characters the protagonists but also the antagonists all have very different reasons for why they come to love and enjoy the sport of basketball so for sora it's because of his mom he grew up watching her play basketball she was like on the japanese national team Uh, but then you have other characters who are seeking redemption for their like For example, one of the characters had been arrested before and is on probation. And he's, like, kind of seeking to, like, uh, cleanse his former past of that. And another character was on a basketball team in middle school but walked out in the middle of a game because they were losing and he didn't want to deal with it. And he's trying to, like, make up for that. And, like, so they all come to love basketball for different reasons. Mm -hmm. And each character has a very compelling story. Oh, that's nice. It, It seems like they're a little bit more, like, deeper, like, um... Almost like kind of real issues that yeah. people deal with, and they they all deal with insecurity and loss, and you know they they kind of have to come to grips with the fact that their passion for basketball isn't enough. Like they have to work harder than well, everyone you need else. The power of friendship, right? And of course, no. <laughs> they they need to work harder than everyone else. They need to do twice as much to to make up for their shortcomings and for the fact that they just don't have as much time in the game as their opponents. Um, And it's a really great story about kind of the benefits and the, the pain and the trial of effort and of like really pouring your heart into something. Uh, And also just has a lot of fantastic sports sequences as well. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Good sports action. Oh yeah. Okay. That's something I need. Yeah. I've learned (laughs) the soccer in this show is amazing. So like you'll have like, a basketball player like they're dribbling down the court and and another player goes to block them and it goes slow motion as they approach each other but then it goes like double speed as they like spin around and dribble around them and the other person is kind of like left standing there as the other person shoots past them at light speed so i'll be honest that's something i was worried about with um basketball anime in particular uh I'm pretty familiar with basketball as a sport uh mm. my my dad played uh my brother played um I played when I was younger um and it's such a fast-paced sport not that like you know tennis or volleyball aren't right but there's so much going on in kind of such a condensed area that I was concerned that like animating that would be very difficult and especially and I'll get into Kuroko in a little bit I I'd that was not uh, something I thought they did particularly well. <laughs> yeah, so I kind of I come to I come to this from a different point of view. Like I have never been interested in basketball. It's one of the sports I do not follow. Uh, my only experience with basketball is that everyone in high school, in middle school, and high school wanted me to play basketball because, <laughs> because I'm so tall. tall. Yeah, and I'm just awful at it. I have never been good at any aspect of the sport. I can't even dribble. So, like, <laughs> uh, I had never really been interested in basketball. That's one of the reasons why I wanted to pick this anime up was to see, like, hey, can I enjoy an anime about a sport that I don't actually enjoy? And the answer is yes. I found it to be really good. Cool. Um, the way they animated it, I think, is fantastic. Like, you have, like, the people go for the jump shots and, then like, just all of a sudden, just the tip of a finger hits the ball and it misses the rim yeah. and they have to get the sound effect when they go for the rebounds sticks out of my head really... It's kind of like... It's almost like a cash register opening up, but with like a like a deep bass like like hit to it. Interesting. Yeah, it's really really well done. Everything from the sound design to the animation to the character development of this show, really really fantastic, and I highly recommend it to anybody even remotely interested in uh, sports anime. Especially if you like Haikyuu, this will scratch that itch. Yeah, this is this is on my list after. My current anime um, which is which which is not kuroko's basketball <laughs> i dropped i dropped kuroko's basketball again i listen i know there are fans out there of kuroko um I, you know good for you it's not for me i i don't begrudge anyone for it It just it didn't give me what i was looking for i was kind of shocked because i'd heard such you know positive things about it but it just did not connect with me. Uh, I, this is the second time I've tried watching it. I got five episodes in the first time, and then I got nine episodes in this time, and, like, Justin can vouch. I was, like, miserable watching he this really He really was. He would walk into the living room while I was watching Ahu Dorosor, and he'd go, oh, <laughs> this looks really good. <laughs> um, it just, like... The characters were fine. Basically, so of course it's about basketball. Um, The kind of central conceit is that in junior high, there's this team called the Generation of Miracles, and they're just like each individual player is like you know on another level. They're all like individual like um, you know Michael Jordans because all my basketball knowledge is from the (laughs) nineties, but it's like it's a team of like six Michael Jordans because the secret sixth member is Kuroko, who uh, no one really knows about because his presence is, like, non-existent and his, like, superpower is passing. Um, So he really wants to, like, have a team that's, like, all about, like, teamwork and, you know, they're all in it together. Meanwhile, all his, like, old teammates are, like, all about themselves and just being the best. So, uh, Kuroko and the, like, red-haired protagonist, who whose name I can't remember, <laughs> um, like, decide that they're gonna take on the Generations of Miracles who all went to different schools. And they basically all have different, like, superpowers. Like, one guy can, like, copy everyone's, like, techniques and all that sort of stuff. But, like, the training arcs weren't great. The soundtrack was, like, lackluster, um... The action was, like, pretty, like, static. There wasn't a lot going on. I didn't feel like I got the kind of hype and energy from games. And I understand that I was, like, early on in the season. They were probably saving a lot of the sakuga for, like, the big matches. But, like, you got to draw me in. Um, So, eventually, I caved. I was like, (laughs) I can't do this anymore. I want to watch Yoamushi Pedal, which is a cycling anime. And I'm in so much love with it right now. Before you dive into into okay. that real quick, I yeah, just yeah. want to mention, because you just reminded me of something I forgot to mention about sure. Aiden no Sora. One of the things I really love about that show is that it does kind of abandon the superpower trope of sports anime a little bit. Now, like each character has something that they're really good at, yeah. but it's never an innate born talent you always get also something in sports it is but i feel like they do it in a really great way where it's like this is not a thing that they were born doing it shows you how they came to learn it all the hours and hours spent like perfecting a hook shot or like for in the case of the main character his whole thing is he can shoot three pointers like nobody else mm -hmm. but it shows him like he shoots a thousand baskets a day to get that so like it abandons that whole like I was born just really good at hearing so I can hear when their sneakers squeak on the floor so I know where every player is. Like, no, it's an actual skill that they do actual work to gain. I would believe that that was actually a superpower in Kuroko. It might be. <laughs> it probably is. But anyway, please continue anyway, with this yeah, one you're no, working I on I have now. to talk about Yoamushi because it's so good. Uh, it also has... Um, what woodwind instrument did you say it was? Because it's not a saxophone. Oh, I don't remember. It's a squeaky woodwind instrument. It might be an oboe. Yeah, I don't remember. The soundtrack is Maybe like a clarinet is surprisingly good in a way that's unusual for sports anime because it's kind of like chill, like '90s, like sax, like sexy music. Yeah. Um, it still has those like kind of like hype moments for the for the big moments, but like it in general, it's you know with cycling there's long periods where there's not a lot of action happening um so it kind of like gives you that like sense of like cruising along the countryside in a way um but the show's excellent the basic premise of it is um the main character uh is uh, an otaku he's a nerd he goes to akihabara um like Every day over the summer, it's a 45 mile or 45 kilometer bike ride there and 45 kilometers back, so basically 90 kilometers a day. Uh, unbeknownst to the the main character, his mother uh, actually like messed with his bicycle and made it like more difficult to ride because she didn't want him going too far. But you know, he's got to go get his like Love Hime, which is the name of his favorite anime, oh like God. DVDs. <laughs> um, it's like a um, like magical princess anime that he's, like, super uh, obsessed with. And then the uh, cycling team kind of, like, discovers him uh, because he's trying to make an anime club and, like, challenges someone to a race. And he's like, you know, you join the anime club or I'll join the cycling club, like, sort of thing. And uh, it's he really just wants friends and he manages to find them through bicycling. So it's like, it's this really like nice kind of like friendship story um, in, in a way that I think is like really sweet compared to a lot of sports animes. Um, but it's, it's got great action. The kind of like training montages are really good. Um, it's, it's stellar top to bottom, great uh, antagonist. It's pretty much one big race for, for a chunk of it, for almost, like, a season and a half. Um, But, you know, because of the nature of the bicycle races, you know, you can have one race with all these different, like, you know, mini things in between, like, where the sprinters compete or the climbers up the hill compete or, like, the aces compete. Mm -hmm. And just a lot of, like, really good drama and, like, characters. Just from top to bottom, a very solid sports anime. Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Highly recommend. Um, It's also, what I wanted to say, it's also made by TMS Entertainment, who I did a little bit of uh, research into. They are the studio that also brings us uh, Dr. Stone. Nice. uh, D. Gray Man. Orange, which we uh, talk about in one of our interviews. um, uh, Rent-A-Girlfriend. Oh. Yeah. uh, Fruits Basket, which you'll also hear more about. Megalobox. Detective Conan. Like... This studio is stacked. Oh, they also did Baki and um, not All Out. What's the... Oh, yeah, All Out, the rugby one. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think All Out might also be on my list because I really like how they're animating this. Okay. And cycling's not something I'm interested in. Uh, No, I have no interest in it at all. I am into the sport just as much as they pretend everyone in Japan is. <laughs> like this televised bicycle race. Oh, yeah. Like Everyone's Lance like Armstrong was running. Which or also, can I point out that spectating bicycle races is the worst. Yeah, because you can only see them for like 30 seconds. You see them like gone. once and they're gone. Yeah. And that's it. <laughs> Uh-huh. Um, you wanted to tell me about something. You wouldn't tell me before the podcast what, what I would. I didn't because I really. I, I, I this is something I feel really strongly about, and I want to talk about it. And uh, this is something that if you're if you're watching uh, Jujutsu Kaisen, um, you may have may or may not have noticed. But for a second, I just want to talk about Itadori's caprice. So his pants are fantastic. They are like three-quarter length pants. They they come down to like the middle of his shin. And you can see his fantastic socks. And I, you know what? I think it's time for men to wear more capris. And I'll tell you what, because I I also wear awesome socks. I have a I, it's a dwindling collection now, but I have a collection of really nice socks, and I wish people could see them. Uh, and I think more people should wear shorter pants that you can see their socks. I think you need to manifest your own destiny, there, Justin. I will. I need a line of capris and awesome socks for you to wear when you're fighting demons or just best going boy to work. Justin's capris. Yeah, no, I think it's really great. And like you know, there's such a there's such like this uh, this whole toxic masculinity thing about like, wearing shorter pants. I remember because I was actually bullied for it in middle school and high school because my pants, my, you know, my jeans were a little bit short and you could see my socks. And he used to be like, oh, Justin's wearing capris. And he used to be like, uh, first of all, I don't really care. But, like, but like, I feel like more men should wear capris. Yeah. Let us see your socks, dudes. Come on. I mean, most of the most stylish people I see walking down the street are not wearing normal length pants. Yeah, <laughs> like, they want people to see their socks. So yeah. I guess that's my message to you, to you best buds out there listening uh, wear shorter pants so we can see your awesome socks, just like Itadori. I'm I'm glad we covered that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, you know, what do you guys think? Have you by Have you been uh, you know watching any of the sports anime we recommended last yeah. episode? Are you wearing capris right now? Do you have awesome socks? Send please us an tell email. Us. Yes, please tell us. Uh, send us an email at thebestboyspod at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at bestboys underscore pod. And with that being said, coming to you straight from Studio WEEB, it's Anime News. Okay, I want to take the first one. Go for it. Okay. Rent-A-Girlfriend. Season 2. Confirmed. I'm into it. 2022. Heck yeah. (laughs) Like, that show is trash in the best way possible. Um... It's so good. I I can't wait to see what happens. I wish it had a little bit better cliffhanger and didn't do what it did, but yeah. it only makes me want to watch it more because I I need that back in my life. And who knew I would need that? Yeah, like like you know, like we talked about on the the on our uh, twenty twenty roundup. This was one of the anime that almost slipped me by because I had always seen the rental girlfriend manga on my manga page, and I'm not super into harm stuff, so I always passed it up. And when I heard it was getting an anime adaptation I was like, "Oh, that's cool, but I wasn't really planning on watching it." But like now that I have watched it, I'm super psyched for season 2. I guess it technically is a ha- harem, but like it's at the same time it is harem. the most uneven harem of like yeah. all time. Yeah. but it is technically a harem. When that's the thing, <laughs> I would see yes. the tag that said harem and I'm like, "I don't want to watch this." Yeah. Anyway. Um, but um, yeah, super excited for Rental Girlfriend season that, 2. Yeah, that is very much worth checking out. Yeah. Um, the next one, um is Zombieland Saga Revenge is coming out on Crunchyroll April eighth. That's pretty exciting. Uh, you haven't seen the first season, right? No, but I kind of want to. It seems like something that's right up my alley. Yeah, you'll like it a lot. It's basically just like uh, it has one of the best what would be a, normally the beginning of an isekai because Trakun is involved, but like <laughs> it just the first scene is like this girl like stepping outside like I'm going to like. Take the world by storm oh today, and then just truck coon. I've seen that. I've seen that uh, <laughs> that clip on anim on animemes on. Oh, on it's so yeah. good. And then and then she turns into a zombie and makes an idol group, and uh, fun ensues. That sounds wonderful. Yeah, there there's nothing not to love in that show. Yeah. Speaking of shows that there's nothing not to love about, <gasps> this one's one I'm super excited about. We have both been reading the manga, uh, Way of the House Husband. Releases on Netflix April eighth. Yeah, you uh, got me into this, and I'm, I'm glad you did, because it's adorable. Yeah, this this anime uh, this anime is going to be so good. Like, this is one of the ones where, like, when I told you that Tonikawa was going to be good, and it was, and when I told you Harimiya was going to be good, and it was, please believe me, Way of the House Husband is going to be good. Well, tell, tell them what it's about. So, Way of the House Husband is about uh, a man, he used to be, like, a Yakuza enforcer, like, really well-known in the underworld for just being the super badass, like you know, Yakuza dude covered in tats. And then one day he just decides to quit and disappears from the Yakuza life. And it turns out that what happened was that he got married and he's a house husband now. And he spends his days buying groceries, cooking for his wife, Um, petting dogs. But he does it with all the intensity of the Yakuza. Yeah, so, like, he goes, at one point, he goes to the, uh, he goes to the grocery store to buy flour, and he's like, I want a bag of the white stuff. I got the (laughs) cash right here. And he always looks, like, so scary that, like, people are just terrified of him. I love, first of all, I love the voice actor they chose for him. I thought, I think he's fantastic. He, like, when I was reading the manga, that's the voice that I heard in my head, um, And also, I love the way they animated the show. I think it's going to be really, really good. Yeah, it's definitely an interesting style. It's not what I expected the animation to be, but I I am looking forward to it. Um, I left the third volume on the couch, and Best Girl, Alicia, like, just randomly picked it up, and I, like, looked up. 45 minutes later, she was still reading it. Really? And was, like, just laughing to herself. You should have let me know. I'd have given her the first two volumes. Yeah, well, you can... When she comes home, you can give it to her. But, like, it's... It's so good that like if you just pass by and you happen to start reading it, like you'll just get caught up in it. Yeah. Also, I really want his Shiba Inu apron. Yes. I hope they come out I'm with that sure, merch because I will I'm buy it. I'm sure that it's somewhere. Yeah. Um, Justin, you want to talk about this next thing? Yeah. So this next one, uh, Crunchyroll has announced that it's launching a beta version of its new site to roughly 20% of users in the United States, uh, which includes improvements to search, a new user interface, and user-generated Crunchy lists. Um which sounds great because you know sure. frankly their website needed work it's been kind of a little lackluster for a long time now but still no word on desperately needed improvements to their video player uh, I don't know about the rest of you guys out there, but uh, my Crunchyroll player on our home TV has just been logging out of my account like every uh, two that hours. that happens to me too. It's, yeah, it's, it's really annoying. It'll not, stop doing it for a period of time and then it'll start doing it again. Yeah, it's not as bad as the Funimation app, which is Garbo, yeah. but like still not great Crunchyroll work on it. Well, I've, I know I've only they recently, the podcast, yeah, so. I've only recently started um, using the website to watch things as well. Um, and... It, it's not the worst experience, but it definitely could be better. Cause yeah. like just getting to your like list is difficult. Having crunchy lists will be cool. Maybe we'll do a, we'll do a best boys crunchy list yeah. and you guys can see the anime that we're watching. I think that's great. Um, but yeah, uh, moving on from there, we've got another, uh, announcement here. Shield hero season two announced for October, 2021 on Crunchyroll. Oh, that's sooner yeah, than so I so expected it. So if you want it. some more now, and Raftalia, it's coming up soon. It's good. Uh, not hopefully not too soon. Good. Uh, Wake me when when Beauforti comes back. Yeah, oh man, I can't wait for Beauforty. That's 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 my Shield Hero. I do like Shield Hero. I recognize the issues that it has, and we're going to talk about that a little bit later in this episode, I think. But um, yeah, I, I I have a I have a love for Shield Hero for that I can't throw away for some reason. Um, we also got word that uh, Misfit of De- Demon King Academy. Um, oh, we didn't write the full. <laughs> no i down. didn't write the full title down best boy dan and i refuse to uh, misfit of demon king academy that's the whole title and nothing else confirmed for a second season uh they say it's gonna have split cores no episode count yet no release date but it is coming the, the strongest nope. demon nope. lord reincarnates and goes to school with yeah. his an- ancestors or something all right that's. um Enough of that. Tell yeah. me the next thing. The next one on our list I'm super excited for. Manga publisher Denpa LLC announced on Friday that it is licensed. Chika Umino's March Comes in Like a Lion Manga. The company states that it hopes to start releasing the series in summer of 2022. Uh, volume 15 was last published in 2019, so a little bit of a gap between those um but yeah i'm really great it's really great really exciting to see that march comes in like a lion is getting a little bit more movement because hopefully that means a season three is on the horizon uh no no notes about that yet haven't heard anything there's no news um i don't read the manga specifically because i enjoy the anime so much um so i really hope that you know with it coming out in 2022 hopefully that means the following year maybe we'll get a season three i hope so that that show is something that ages like fine line like yeah. the the further away from it since i watched it the more highly i regard it yeah because every now and then i'll think about it like in relation yeah. to another anime i'm like wow i can't believe like how many moments of that show stick out to me well like when ways. i was watching it i like enjoyed it but i was like yeah you know it's fine like people uh, i had one co-worker who was like i've heard this is like the best anime ever and i was like ah, it's like a b um but the more i've like Thought about it, the more it's like really stuck with me, and it's it's just a great story and so cozy, and also like a really kind of compelling look at depression in, in teenagers. Yeah, and not even just in teenagers. I feel like it's a really it's a really relatable look at how depression affects your life and your relationships with other people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a really interesting look at the way abusive relationships affect your life and the way you interact with people. Um, and also it's a really interesting look at Shogi, which is a thing that, yeah. you know, I didn't, I knew existed. I knew it was <laughs> Japanese chess, yeah. uh, but had never really, um, learned anything about, uh, prior to watching it. So I think, uh, you know, it's really great. Haven't watched it yet. Give it a shot. Um, it's, it's worth it. It's definitely worth it. Yeah. Um, this next one I'm sort of excited for, um... But the Shizuoka Hobby Show is returning after having been canceled in 2020 due to COVID-19. Uh, it is being retur- it is coming back as an industry-only event, so there won't be any fan events, unfortunately. Uh, but for those of you who don't know, Shizuoka is like a mecca for model builders. Almost all Gundam model kits on the market are manufactured there, along with a very significant portion of all other model kits as well. Like, Shizuoka is a huge model-building city. Um... So this is really cool. For those of you out there who do Gunpla, like myself, um, this will be an interesting look at what we have coming up soon. Hopefully not too much of it is P. Bandai, but, you know, that's kind of the way Bandai has been going lately, so uh, we'll see what happens. But it's really great to see those kind of uh, industry events that are not just in anime, but anime adjacent starting to come back after, you know, we, you know the rest of the world is kind of recovering from COVID a little bit. Yeah. And also, we have the announcement of the final season of Fruits Basket returning on April fifth. It will also be accompanied by the English dub. Um, yeah, uh, we're going to talk about Fruits Baskets more, <laughs> or Fruits Baskets, Fruitsy Basketsies. We talked what about I like to Fruits Baskets colloquially, um, but yeah, we're, we're going to talk more about that later. So I won't say too much now. Yeah. Um, this thing I'm excited about, and and this is. I suppose a little controversial. We're going to talk about Avatar. It's At the very least, even if you don't think it's anime, it's anime adjacent enough that it's worth us discussing. I don't think it's anime, but I think anime adjacent is absolutely close enough. Um, Yeah, so Nickelodeon has announced the launch of Avatar Studios with the goal of creating new Avatar and Legend of Korra content. Um, according their, to their press release, they intend to create original content spanning animated series as well as movies. And they all have also announced that they are already starting work on uh, a movie. So, uh, I'm personally excited about it. You haven't finished the show. I right? haven't. So I was watching it with, uh, best person Kat and best girl Colleen before Colleen moved out. Um, and since then I haven't really picked it back up. I do plan to finish watching it. I really loved it. It's yeah. a really good show. Oh, it's so good. Um, and I'm excited to watch Legend of Korra as well. So, oh, so good. Uh, you know, someday when I don't have a million anime to watch, <laughs> I will absolutely finish uh, a slower A slower anime season. Yeah, which I, looks like next season will be a little bit slower than this season. Just yeah, barely. No. Only only by a little bit. Only but. a little bit. Um, we also have an announcement of uh, Netflix making a Terminator anime with Production IG. Um, they're known for their work on ghost in the shell, psychopaths and Haikyuu. Um, so hopefully they will break the terminator curse. Yeah. I mean, there's not, there's nothing known so far about the details of the show or even where in the terminator timeline it might take place, which as it happens with any kind of show about time travel, the timeline is really complicated. So like it could really be anything at this point. Um, but you know what? I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, I I trust uh, production IG. They yeah they have very very few uh, very few flops from production IG. So I think it should at the very least be serviceable. Yeah. Um. But uh, moving on to the next topic, and uh, Ancient Magus Bride is getting an OAD. Uh, it's an original anime disc titled The Ancient Magus Bride, The Boy from the West, and The Night of the Mountain Haze. Uh, The three-episode OAD will be bundled with limited editions of the manga's 16th, 17th, and 18th volumes, shipping on September 10th, 2021, March 10th, 2022, and again September uh, 10th, 2022, respectively. Um, So this will probably only really be open to um, buyers and fans in Japan who can actually get their hands on the volumes uh, as they are originally produced, Uh, so the rest of us will have to wait until it leaks on the internet, unfortunately. Yeah. That's sad. But who knows? Maybe maybe it'll come to one of the streaming services. We can only yeah, know. I mean, the, these OADs hardly ever do, though. Uh, it's mm-hmm. a real shame, too, because, like, they are, they you know, there's people who would be interested, like myself and yourself. Yeah. Uh, I like Ancient Magus Bride. It has its problems, but it's got a good story to tell. Yeah. It's um, a beautiful world. Yeah. Um, this last one, I think this is the last one. Yeah. I am, yeah, I am actually really excited about. Yeah. Um, So this one's coming from LaShawn Thomas and Studio MAPPA. Uh, They've announced that Yasuke will debut nationwide on Netflix April 29th. Now, if you haven't heard about Yasuke, uh, Yasuke is kind of about a world that has everything from samurai to mechs and magic uh the protagonist is based say, on a historical figure. say less yeah right like that do you even really need any more well in case you did um the it's based on a historical figure uh, named Yasuke, who was an African samurai who served under Oda Nobunaga during the warring states period um and he basically struggles to maintain a peaceful existence after living a life of violence and as we know shows of this kind of conceit there is going to be Where something for something that he cares about <laughs> Um, but like this show looks so good. It's, um, you know, uh, Flying Lotus is, uh, this is a real historical music. figure too, right? Yes. Yeah. This is a real historical figure. I don't quite remember all the history behind it. Well, um, we're going to find out and I'm sure yeah, it'll but be 100% accurate. Yeah. There was a, there was an African, there was a man who, you know, ended up in Japan from Africa, ended up in the service of Oda Nobunaga and was made a samurai and actually fought under his, uh, under his flag. Um, But Flying Lotus is composing the music and serving as executive uh, producer. Uh, I think this is going to be fantastic. I think it's going to be really, really big. um, And I am definitely going to be watching it. And that's pretty much it for news. Guys, I am so excited to share that we have something very special. Why don't you go ahead and take a listen? Before we move on to our next segment, we have a very special announcement to make. That's right, Best Boy Justin. This episode of the Best Boys is sponsored by Loot Crate. Loot Crate is the worldwide leader in fan subscription boxes and partners with industry leaders in entertainment, gaming, sports and pop culture to deliver monthly themed boxes of sweet, sweet loot. Best of all, our listeners can get 15% off their purchase with promo code BESTBOYS. Link in the show notes. The folks over at Loot Crate were awesome enough to send us their passion box from last month's Loot Anime, celebrating romance and drama of anime. It's packed full of exclusive swag, including a class pin from Orange, a school emblem keychain from convenience store boyfriends, a cute little hand towel from Tsukigakirei, and a really cool throw blanket featuring some of the main characters from Fruits Basket. That's right, Best Boy Dan. And to celebrate, we've decided to have a giveaway. If you'd like to receive this very box, follow our Instagram page at bestboys_pod, underscore pod. Like our post about the giveaway and leave a comment. Only open to residents of the lower 48 United States, 18 and over. I'm very sorry, listeners overseas. We see you and we love you. And I promise the next giveaway will be open to more of our listeners abroad. And don't forget, use promo code BESTBOYS for 15% off your next Loot Crate purchase at LootCrate.com or in the link in our show notes. Happy looting! That was it. Let's listen to it. I definitely said show nuts. (laughs) Did you say show nuts? Ah! It's so funny that we received the uh, anime box uh, that was themed passion, especially with what we have to talk about today. So Justin, please. Tell me what White Day is. Yeah, so we we literally received the Passion <laughs> Box today, the day we're recording, uh, and the shortest, least useful answer to that question, best boy Dan, is uh, a second Valentine's Day that's celebrated in Japan. Um, One yeah. Valentine's Day is stressful enough. Why, I, why would right. I want to? <laughs> well, I'm gonna tell you why you might want to, Dan. Um, in reality, the holiday is a way more complex than that, and requires kind of a deeper understanding of the way that Valentine's Day is celebrated in Japan. Uh, Believe it or not, it's celebrated a little bit different than we celebrated here in the U.S. Um, And kind of the celebration of Valentine's Day uh, in Japan has its roots in the mid-1930s, but it wasn't widely adopted until the 1970s. Now, while in the West, Valentine's Day isn't specific to any gender, you know, boys give girls presents, girls give boys presents, everyone gives everyone Valentine's Day presents. It's not, you know, for a specific gender um, the Japanese, uh, the Japanese celebration of it is specifically coded feminine. So, uh, what I mean by that is it, it is a holiday specifically when Japanese girls, uh, give sometimes handmade, uh, chocolate and other treats to the boys that they like, and also other people. We'll get into that, uh, a little bit later as well. Um, so it is specifically, uh, a, a holiday, a feminine holiday for showing appreciation to the men in their lives. Um... And uh, let's talk a little bit about the history. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so uh, in 1977, a Fukuoka-based candy company called Ishimura Monsedo. Of course there's a candy company involved. The, oh, this. of course. Dude, listen. All holidays are corporate bullshit now. You should know this. I mean. Especially if it started in the 70s. Um, but yeah, the candy company they're called Ishimura Mansedo began marketing marshmallows to men on March 14th, calling it Marshmallow Day. The idea kind of caught on, and the following year, the National Confectionery Industry Association of Japan declared White Day to be an answer to Valentine's Day, where men repay the women who gave them Valentine's Day gifts. Uh, it's generally customary for men to give a gift of two or three times the value of the one they received on Valentine's Uh-oh. Day. Yeah, which is a uh, custom referred to as Sanbai Gaishi. Um, so that's an interesting kind of. So here's Denality what I will say about that because, yeah. like, uh, at first blush, that's like super shitty. It's like, oh, I gotta like <laughs> pay three times as much. However, you only, from what you're saying, you only have to give a gift to the people who gave you a gift, right? Yeah, generally, yes. It's, it's so, considered a repayment. It would be strange. It would be considered strange for you to give a white day gift to someone who didn't give you a Valentine's Day gift. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's well, not unheard of, but it's not the norm. Well, so what is also interesting about that is that, like, it requires the, uh, woman to make the first move in this particular instance. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Which it's kind of the, leans, it, it, that's why you, you get a lot of these Valentine's Day arcs in shoujo manga. Yeah. Because it involves this whole, yeah, I'm gonna get into a little yeah, bit more about Yeah, it's always it the baking the chocolate. <laughs> yeah, but it is always the chocolate, um, the chocolate oh. baking. Also, Marshmallow Day does not sound good. I'm not a marshmallow fan. Yeah, me neither. Unless it's a s'more. But it. But, um, but uh, you know, talking about the kind of food and candies and gifts that you might give from Valentine's Day, uh, there are two types of gifts that would be given on Valentine's Day. Uh, the first is what's called giddy choco or courtesy chocolate. Uh, sometimes also referred to as obligation or friend chocolate. <laughs> obligation um, chocolate doesn't sound fun. <laughs> well, that's usually, that's the phrase you would use if you really wanted someone to know, like, you know, this, I don't, this is not because I love you, but um, <laughs> I, I'm giving you this chocolate out of obligation. Yeah. But this is the chocolate that you'd give to your friends, family, coworkers, classmates, etc. People in your life, like the men in your life who you appreciate, you love, you value, or just interact with on a very uh, consistent basis. Um, it's, it's you know, it's a, just a typical, like, hey, you know, it's Valentine's Day, here, have this chocolate. Sure. It's, like when you were in elementary school and, like, you gave all your classmates, like, a yeah, little card. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and this, this is, uh, you know, the second type of chocolate is called Honmei Choco. And uh, what this means is chocolate of love. Oh, I want that chocolate. Yeah, that's give me the that. good stuff. Uh, <laughs> this is the type of chocolate you would give to your spouse, lover, significant other, or crush. Um you may also recognize this from a significant majority of shows that have a Valentine's day arc where <laughs> yep. the character receives chocolate from a girl and then agonizes over whether it's love Choco or friend Choco or her. like just the debate of like, am I going to get chocolate from this girl? Exactly. Or like also you get like where a sundere gives chocolate to her love interest and goes, it's just obligation chocolate, you idiot. <laughs> baka, baka, baka. Yeah. But it obviously <laughs> isn't to everyone watching except the protagonist who is always <laughs> dumb. Um, but yeah, I really think that's kind of interesting that, that not only, not only is, um, is the Valentine's Day holiday in Japan specifically coded feminine, but that there are different, like, it, and not even, like, just different, but just expected ways of giving a Valentine's gift. Um, I think that's really interesting. I don't necessarily feel one way or the other about it I just think it's an interesting culture. yeah it's difference. a different different culture um another common trope you'll find in Valentine's Day anime episodes is where the main female character decides she wants to give her crush some handmade chocolate which is the holy grail of Valentine's Day chocolate um But she doesn't know how. Yeah. Um, So like she (laughs) tries and fails. Like she knows how to do it. Yeah. She (laughs) makes a handful of chocolate that looks like a charred garbage pile (laughs) and shows it to her friends, and they go, "We're we girl? We got to teach you how to make some chocolate." They just had. They literally just did this on quintessential quintuplets. Yeah. So like uh, (laughs) you know they they get together and they do a baking montage where they learn how to do chocolate. Um, and it's really great sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't uh, also related to this trope is where um, the tsundere of the episode will make a ton of giri choco as an excuse to give some to her cl- uh, to her crush and will say something like it's just leftovers don't get too excited about it yeah but it. it's like way fancy. yeah but then he nicer. eats it and she's like
1: he ate my chocolate yay yeah and like um,
0: shuts the door behind her and like leans against it blushing yeah does a shoujo <laughs> phase um, yeah, so these are the kind of uh, tropes you'll see in like val- Valentine's Day episodes. Um, now, White Day, you know, is not quite as prominently featured in anime as Valentine's Day. It's just not as good of a plot device for a visual media, really. Um, there are some examples. Uh, the most prominent ones are My Love Story, episode 21. Oh, uh you so also, good. Yeah, you also have Fruits Basket, <laughs> episode 12. Um, so it's not unheard of; it, it does happen. Uh, however, if you are a, an avid reader of uh, romance and slice of life manga, such as Yours Truly, um, you will definitely have come across a couple of white day chapters because they they come across a lot better in manga than they do in anime. Yeah, I think Komi had one. Yeah, Komi uh, san had one. Um, a lot of anime, a lot of manga have them. They're really great. Um, and this is, that's kind of why I decided to kind of do a dive into this, is because I read, uh, you know, I, I honestly Well, this remember... episode comes out on White Day, too. This episode does come out on White Day. Happy White Day, folks. Happy White Day. Um, but, uh, you know, I was reading a manga that had a White Day uh, chapter, and I was like, oh, like, White Day's coming up soon. I should, you know, look into that. So, um, you know, that's kind of why I decided to do this little deep dive into the holiday. Uh, hopefully, this explainer will help provide some context for your next Valentine's or White Day episode. Uh, hopefully maybe you'll decide to celebrate white day who knows um yeah i think it's a, a fun thing to do like uh i around valentine's day we made some like fudge around the house which is yeah. just like dipping the toes into that kind of like world but it was a lot of fun to do yeah so what do you think about white day dad I mean, did you I learn think it's very interesting or? um i the big question i have is how i mean it's japan but how they handle um Non, like heteronormative relationships. Yeah, I, you know, I was thinking about that too. Uh, I really don't know. I don't have a frame of reference for that, unfortunately. I would um, imagine, and this is going to be purely speculation, but I would imagine in uh, such kind of a like strict social country that that's. At least commercially, probably not a big thing. Yeah, I mean, you know, again, just speaking, just speaking from um, anecdotally, just from what I've seen and observed, and just from my time spent living there, uh, Japan is a country of very strict gender norms. Um, so, I would I would say that there are probably fewer established customs for nine non binary folks, for people, you know, people in the LGBT community, um, but. You know, I am not sure. I haven't lived in Japan for a long time. So if you if you happen to know a little bit more about that, please yeah, let us we know. We would love to to know more. And here's what we'll say from the Best Boys Podcast: Give chocolate to whoever you want. Yeah. Um, if yeah. you if you want to give chocolate on Valentine's Day, do it. If you want to do it on White Day, do it. Yeah. You can give me chocolate any day yeah. of the year. Um, to quote, um, it just had better be Han Choco. To quote Baby Metal, give me chocolate. Yes, give me chocolate. Give me chocolate. Um, <laughs> oh God. That just- uh, anyway. <laughs> okay, wait, can we tell that story then? Tell that story. Okay. okay. That story is so good. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, Baby Metal is a Japanese. Idol uh, group. Yeah. Idol group. Um, but that, they're like a heavy metal. They're idol. like a heavy metal idol group. And they have a song called Give Me Chocolate. And one night we were over at my apartment. Um, Best Boy Justin and I were hanging out, and Best Person Cat was uh, asleep in the bedroom. And. Uh, I was trying to, like, airplay that song to the TV to show uh, my roommate, best boy Jamie, who you'll meet eventually at some point. Um, But i was like why is this not playing on the tv what's going on and then i just hear like screaming from the bedroom cat best best person cat had been woken up with <laughs> by like screaming death metal yeah. like from a dead sleep <laughs> you, if you haven't heard this song you need to look it up on youtube or something because it is not a quiet song no it is not a pleasurable thing to wake up to um, that, that was hilarious Well, that's enough of a a derailment there. Uh, We also want to talk about our top five favorite anime couples because, like, we can't uh, have an episode without lists we have to list this is listing the podcast uh anyway it's so, on my list <laughs> just a quick note about this list um you know this top five anime couples list it's not in any particular order you know i didn't go like this is the number one couple this is the number two couple but it is objectively correct and yeah. i am only accepting positive feedback please mm-hmm. and thank you yes um, um if you have any issues with this um you're wrong cool that's good for you <laughs> um you can get in our our menchis about it, um, and we will engage with you. But you're wrong. Yeah, that's fine. Um, so anyway, first up on my uh, I'm just kidding. Please, if you have additions <laughs> to this list, uh, let not. us know. I want to know. Um, but uh, the uh, the first one on our list is NASA and Sukasa from Tony. Kama. I mean, it's that's easy. They are the best. Like it's not it's not like like I said it's not in order. This isn't my number one. But if like we were doing that, it could possibly also still be my number one. Um, if not, they would be very high mm-hmm uh and then after that we have hori and miyamura from harimia um Ooh boy i they have definitely like fallen into a very special place in my heart you were right it's yeah. a great great show i mean i really the thing i love about their relationship is that it is so average it is just a very normal show about a very normal high school relationship like mm-hmm. they don't have like these crazy understandings that like you're, you're kind of watching and you're like, they could solve this if they just spoke to each other. Mm-hmm. Like they have arguments, they have insecurities, but then they deal with them in realistic ways. Like the, one of them will say like, Hey, you know, I've been feeling really insecure about this. Like, this is why I'm acting this way. Yeah. And they'll talk about it. Um, and you know, that might sound kind of boring, but I think it's kind of amazing. It makes for, for good TV. It does. It makes for, and like, you know, when I first was thinking about how this, the space this show might occupy this season, I was kind of thinking like, this will be the feel good, the relaxed show, the kind of show that you watch when you need to unwind. But I don't actually believe that anymore. I think this show is a show that is definitely worth watching with an active mindset and thinking about the things that the characters are going through. I could not have said it better myself. Yeah. Next up on the list, we have Toru and Kobayashi from Dragon Maid. Which sort of counts. I have my theories that that uh toru is uh or sorry kobayashi is more asexual but and there is a a relationship of sorts there yeah i i am open to i am open to the discussion of whether or not they count as a couple but regardless of whether they count as a couple they are definitely really adorable to each yeah, other yeah like, i i love them together they have they have a moment where it, it, it always sticks out to me the hot springs what, no uh no god no. <laughs> no 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 i mean like when they have that moment on the bridge where they like talk about like like loneliness and no, family and all that. That is a really good one, no, but that's not the one I'm talking about. Um the one I'm talking about is where Toru kind of talks about how, you know, she really cares about Kobayashi a lot and like Kobayashi's the most important person in her life and like Kobayashi kind of says like, you know, I'm I totally understand that, um but I'm just not used to being to being that person for somebody. Yeah. And like I that need you real. to understand that. And I was like, "Oh my so god, like real. that is so real." <laughs> In so was, an anime about a, a dragon maid. <laughs> yeah. like in, like. But that's the thing that struck me. Like, in this crazy anime where you have dragons and, like, all sorts of mythical creatures. <laughs> and they have crazy sequences where they play supernatural dodgeball. Like, you have this kind of real, very touching, very relatable moment um, that, for, that, for me, has been the moment that sticks out the most from that show. Um, and I think that, you know, whether or not you consider them a couple, they are definitely adorable. Yeah. So... I think they count. I do. But I'm open to discussion on that. Up next we have Goda and Yamato from My Love Story, which is honestly probably my favorite romance show. It's definitely up there. That show is really good. um, I I would say it's my favorite. I just love them. I think Goda's great. And I think that Yamato is, like, the perfect, like, counter to him. Like, they are objectively like the most adorable couple because like it's just this big and she's small and it's perfect <laughs> yeah they're hilarious um i think they're really great together it's a really good couple it actually reminds they me get to be a couple like, through the show. That's one yeah. of the things I like about Nasa and Tsukasa is they're, like... It's not the will-they-won't-they they thing. Like, they are a couple throughout the show. And it's kind of the same with Goda Yeah, Hirata. I definitely do appreciate that in no, an anime. Um, this actually... uh I'm reading a, a, a manga that reminds me of uh, my love story in a lot of ways. It's called Hiyokoi, And it is also about a, a very tall... Um, man with a t- tall guy with a short girlfriend. Mm. Uh, it's a little bit different because it doesn't it doesn't start off with them dating like um, my love story does. But uh, they kind of deal with the fact that she's very insecure because she's really short and, like, she doesn't have many social skills because she was in an accident and didn't start going to school until, like, her first year in high school. Um, and he is, like, this kind of tall, like, very attractive um male character who like all of the girls are constantly asking out and he has like so he's surrounded by friends and he's very outgoing so like you have that kind of gap romance that you get a lot but not just because he's tall and she's short but also because he's very popular and outgoing and she's very introverted and shy um so if you're looking for a manga recommendation go go crazy now, this last one that you put in here was uh, Keitaro and Naro from Love Hina, which caught me off guard, but after we talked about it a little bit, like, totally makes sense to me. Yeah, I, I love this couple, actually. I didn't at first, because I was like, eh, this is your standard anime if, couple. If you haven't beforehand. heard of Love Hina, Love Hina is kind of an ecchi harem show from early 2000s. Yeah, not the kind of stuff I generally watched, but I watched it on your recommendation, and I'm glad yeah, that I did. Yeah, because... Because 13-year-old Dan loved that show. <laughs> I am sure he did. I wonder what he loved about it. Um, the turtle. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, he's the best part. The turtle that turns into, like, <laughs> giant... Um, a mecha at one point. <laughs> um, it can, can fly. Yeah, the turtle. <laughs> um, no, I you know, I really like this couple. And on first blush, you wouldn't really think about it. But they are... You know, one of the things that I really enjoyed about Love Hina and also about this couple... Is that they are constantly moving forward. They are pushing themselves to be better. They both have goals in mind uh, and they support each other in pursuit of those goals. And, um, you know, they find a way, it takes them some time, but they find a way for their relationship to exist within these goals without compromising either. Um, and I think that's a really great, uh, I think that's part of what makes a really great couple. They support each other. They support each other's goals. They don't, then they do so in ways that don't leave yeah. them feeling like they've missed something, missed out on something because of the other. Um, and I think it's great. That's why I put them on the list. Excellent. Uh, as a surprise. So Justin originally made that list and, and I signed off on it. Um, but as soon as I saw that, I, I couldn't help but make my own list. So I made the, the bottom five anime couples, um, which I would also like to share with y'all. Oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> so the first person we have is Yuki Taro uh, Amino or Yuki, and Yuno Gasai um, from Future Diary. And uh, she is crazy and murders a bunch of people. Uh, oh, okay. It, for love, um, it's a yandere, right? That's yeah, the, yandere. Yeah. yeah. This this is like the yandere story, as far as I understand. It's like a it's a C plus B minus anime, but like terrible couple. You don't you don't want the the murderous girlfriend. <laughs> no, no, you don't. Um, especially when or she maybe you do. Everyone. I don't know. I'm everyone. not here to She anybody. murders everyone. So much murder. <laughs> Um, up next we have, uh, Chise and Elias from The Ancient Magus Bride. Extremely problematic! I mean, you can't start your relationship off as a slave and have it be anything, like, really positive. And just to be clear, I do like this anime. Uh, Yeah. But this couple is problematic Yeah, AF. (laughs) And, like she grows a lot but definitely in the beginning her like self-worth and like all that sort of stuff it's like girl this is not the guy you should be with (laughs) yeah like she does have a very satisfying character development arc um but like for the beginning part of their relationship she is very you know focused on the fact that she is his property yeah and that's jarring in a lot of ways and not how you want to start a relationship in case you needed me to tell you that which oh god i hope you did not yeah seriously um up next we have goku and chi chi uh goku the like you know quintessential um deadbeat dad dad. (laughs) of course is not going to be a great husband ever he doesn't have a job you know he doesn't even have a driver's license uh you know just he's never around he dies all the time like can't stand it when that happens yeah like you know he like farms for like an episode, and then he's like, All right, bye, Chi Chi. Yeah, see you later. Take care of our kid or whatever. Yeah. And you know what the crazy thing is, is like Chi Chi had a bright future. She was like the strongest woman in the world at one point. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, and, and then, then she, she marries she this schlug. Gives it all up for this dude. Yeah. Doesn't know how to get a haircut. Yeah. Wears nice. orange all the time. Yeah, that's obnoxious. Who wants to look? He at looks that, like right? an inmate. <laughs> um, up next we have uh Hituo Hongo and Tomaki Yamaguchi. Kishi Tomoaki uh, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. It's okay. Um, we're gonna we're gonna teach you Hiragana, so you I'm know gonna, how to pronounce these words. I'm gonna learn it um, from O maidens in your savage season," which Justin. Best Boy Justin, you definitely have to check out this show. I do. It's been on my list for a very long time. It's just there's so much anime. There's a lot. Um, but Oh Maidens is basically like a coming of age story of a group of girls. Um, and it's it's really real. It deals with a lot of things that teenage girls have to go through. Relationships, friendships. Um, this particular relationship is especially disturbing um because uh she is a student and he is a teacher and she is determined to uh have sex with him um i won't tell you how it turns out um but you should definitely watch and it's definitely some uncomfortable seasons but what i will say about the show is it's very real in how it deals with all of that kind of like teenage angst and drama um and it and I was very happy with how they left all of the characters in the end. I think that it told a very like solid story in 12 episodes. You get a good beginning and end for everyone's arcs. Mm-hmm. Um, and finally, uh, in terms of bottom five couples, just pick any couple from Fruits Basket. Oh God! Damn. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. We just <laughs> we just finished talking to three best buds of the podcast about Fruits. Basket. <laughs> I know. I'm 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 just being inflammatory because it's fun. Uh, our real last um, worst couple is Naoomi and Raftalia Talia. Um, also, pretty similar to Chise and Elias. Yeah, you know? in, well, especially in the way that like she starts off as his slave. But also, like doesn't it, she like say like No, I want to keep being your slave?" At one yeah, point. so she yeah. she decides that like she wants to be his slave. But also, there is a very strange, like paternal relationship between them that is uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, okay, uh, you know, let me be full disclosure. At least he's here. not boning his chicken. <laughs> Please don't bum your chickens. Um, no, like full disclosure here. I love Shield Hero. It's a really good anime. But like this relationship is fucked. Like yeah. <laughs> she, there is a paternal element to it. She definitely views him as a father figure at one point. Um, is his legal property, which is a of all of the red flags. This is the gigantic one that's waving in the DMZ. Like this, this, this relationship needs to stop. <laughs> Like, if you saw this, if you see this happening in your life, you need to do something about it. Yes. Uh, Next up on the episode, we have best girl Alyssa and best boy Mike, uh, friends of the pod here. Uh, Also my sister and brother-in-law. They're going to convince best boy Dan to watch Fruits Basket. All right. Thank you both for joining us. Um, So just to give you a little backstory of why we've called you here today. um, I have tried to watch Fruits Basket. I've kind of heard that it is uh, something of some like consequence in the anime community. Um, The first one was pretty well regarded, but it didn't ever get finished from what I understand. I watched about, I think, 18 episodes of the first season and just... Couldn't stick with it. I, the it felt very much like episode of the week. I, I couldn't really attach to any character, but I feel like this is something that I'm missing something about. Please fill me in. Why Why is this such a such a impactful show?
2: Yeah. Um, thank you. First of all, for having us as your first guests, we feel yeah. very honored. <laughs> um, and when Justin told me that you are not a fruits basket person or like you couldn't get through it. I have to say I was personally offended. Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I'll, I'll accept that.
2: Freeze Basket is like my favorite anime manga of all time. So, and I mean, the anime does, is basically a, a frame for frame of the manga. So you're not going to necessarily get anything different. So the you've manga. read
0: the manga before? Yes. Okay. Did you finish the manga? You read the whole thing?
2: I did. I have nice. the collector's editions. Oh. We've got
0: an expert with us today. Ah, <laughs> nice. uh, I'm excited. Um, so when you say the anime, are you talking about like the, the original one that came out what like 10, 15 years ago or or the, the one that's airing right now?
2: So both of them. Um oh. the new the newer one, um, I didn't even know that it existed for a while. Um so like when I first got into Fruits Basket, it was before she even finished the series. So with that, the new version did not exist. That was like high school. (laughs) Yeah. So, and Fruits Basket was one of my first animes. Like, Justin, you asked me the other day, was Hamtara my first anime? And technically, (laughs) yes. Um, But Fruits Basket was the first anime that I was ever, like, emotionally invested in. Um, So I think it's really interesting that you say that you couldn't get attached to any of the characters because one of the things that I love so much about Fruit's Basket is there are a lot of characters in the series, and I feel like the author does a very good job of giving each of them their own personality and their own backstory. Um, in a way that you know, they're I didn't feel I don't feel like they're one dimensional characters, they've all got something going on, and I think maybe it could be that you didn't stick with it long enough. There's
0: definitely... it is, that is a possibility because I will agree with you. They, the part that I kind of dropped off on was when they were laying out all the characters. They were introducing like the whole family, the whole like Zodiac calendar group of people. And it's just like every week it felt like... Okay, here's another character. And and you could get the sense that there was this bigger, larger, deeper story. I I mean, like I said, I think this is a failing on me. <laughs> um, i have to agree with you. Who's, really who's that your, your favorite character? Huh? Who's your favorite character? It's
1: so hard.
0: <laughs> you can pick a couple if, if there's not like a single one.
2: Yeah, because I like them all for different reasons. I mean... Toru is is Toru. Like, she's just so cute and stupid. And <laughs> she just reminds me of, like, somebody... Your that husband? You could... Huh, yeah. <laughs> you know,
0: so cute stupid, and stupid. But, like,
2: somebody that you would want to be friends with. And, you know, the way that she looks at life, to me, is very much like, okay, well even when really shitty things happen to you. That doesn't mean that you can't be resilient, rebuild your life, still show kindness to other people. And for me, that's,
3: you know... Something was, that's just, like, missing in life. Her very sunny disposition to even the worst moments in in her life and how she just, like, just the happiness that she has friends that care about her and and just are okay with just being her friends and being there is something that is just missing in a lot of just regular television these days so
0: that actually yes also in real life so that actually leads pretty pretty well into something that i wanted to ask you mike um, so, uh, you know, listeners don't know this, but I know this because I know you in real life. Um, so you're not, you haven't in the past been the hugest anime fan. You are getting more into it now, which is, I think is super cool, but I gotta be honest with you. I did not have you pegged. Uh, I never thought I would be talking with you about a shoujo anime. So what is it that you find compelling as somebody who's like not super into the anime world? What is it that you find compelling about this show?
3: It's, it's weird because this is like the second time i've seen this because i i watched i was in the background while, uh, while Alyssa watched the original
1: hmm. not
3: too long ago and i was like what in the world are you watching and she tried to explain it and i was like this makes no sense to me so i don't care you, you watched
0: mom, it through like osmosis
3: she's like this well, is this here's all the zodiac things and i was like this no. makes no sense to me and i don't you go on and watch your thing, I'll do something
2: else. Yeah, the first time he did not give a fuck. He was like, <laughs> yeah. this is not interesting, <laughs> you do
3: whatever you're doing. Um, but the second time around, I couldn't turn away from it, and I was just like, this is so interesting and so weird, and I just, Taru's just the v- biggest lovable idiot idiot and i became emotionally invested in making sure that she found some sort of happiness and and love and it was i get what you're getting at dan it's like throughout the first season it's just like here's this here's this zodiac and here's this zodiac and here's this zodiac and it's just like all right what what's this going to be once we introduce the entire zodiac family where's this gonna go from from there and it was just like towards the end of the first season. It's like, all right, that was kind of just tipped forever. And then the second season came around and I was just like, this is way better than like, than I thought it was going to be.
0: So, and- so that leads into a question I have with this. So it did seem as though there was, you know, they were building to something. They kind of you get these snippets of like this dark past and all that sort of stuff. It, can you kind of, Give us maybe a hint as to what to look forward in the overarching story of the show without revealing too much, you know, spoilery.
2: Okay. Well if I it. Yeah. You know more about it than I do. Um I mean I guess if I say something that's too spoilery, like I don't know, edit me out. But um so Yeah, yeah we can do
0: a spoiler tag <laughs> if <it is laughs> like that.
2: So yeah, the first the first season and the first of the three books in the collection, a lot of it is just Character development of the main three characters, which are um, Toru, Kyo, and Yuki, and it's very much like a slice of life. You know, things are really cute. It's high school, and you could tell that people are catching feels for each other. Um, but the author, like especially starting at the end of the first season, that's when she starts leaving these little tidbits of like, oh, there's something really messed up going on here, um, and it 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 becomes really. Dark, honestly, um, which I think for a lot of people, especially like you watching this for the first time, you were not Affleck. expecting this cutesy shoujo anime to go in that direction. So, um, where it starts getting dark is when they actually start explaining the zodiac curse. Um, because okay. really, in the in the first um, in the first season, it's not really viewed as a curse. Like it's something cutesy and it's inconvenient that they can't hug the opposite sex, but there is a flip side to it that that really is a curse and a burden on the people who are members of the Zodiac. And in the first season you get introduced to Akido and she is a very central part of that. Um, Which one was that character? Akido is the head of the family. Um, Okay, yeah. She looks like Yuki with darker hair. but so she, uh, uh, yeah, um, she- plays It's okay, very,
0: you don't have to say too much.
2: Yeah, she plays a very central role in the curse and how it controls the lives of the Zodiac members. And then it gives a purpose for Toru at that point because she gets very, very involved with not just, you know, Yuki and Kiyo and Shigurei, like she meets- Essentially, all of the Zodiac members, and has this effect on them of showing them that they can be loved and accepted for who they are, rather than yeah. Be she provides parts of their
3: curse. She provides a lot of like hope, and she's very much the like the light at the end of like the very dark tunnel that is their like story arc. Because it it was very like she's lovable and like. She wants to just help all of them, and then all of a sudden, you just get off this highway, and it turns into this very dark thing. It's, and I was sitting there, just I had to pause constantly and look at and look at the listener, to like, "Wait, what just happened? Explain this to me all over again." And there was several times of just doing that, and I'm like, "This, this is getting dark fast." And she's like, "Oh, it's, it's something."
0: So I'm actually I'm actually really glad that you read the manga, Alyssa, and I kind of want to get your your point of view on this. How well does the anime hold up to the manga? So I, I heard that the first uh, iteration of Fruits Basket was a little less faithful to the manga, and this one is supposed to be more so. Is that correct? It's is this the Full Metal Alchemist Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood <laughs> versions?
2: Yes, so yes, I will say, like I said in the beginning, the, um, the new version that's currently being made, it really is kind of a frame for frame. Um, the original d- was not as faithful. Uh, I know this is unpopular, but like I really liked the American voice actors. Okay. And that was the one thing that I missed from the you know the original series that they did. I thought that they casted those voice actors very well. And since I watched the anime before I read the manga, when I'm reading the manga, I hear their voices in my head. Um, so that, but in terms of sticking to the story, they, it wasn't as close. So, I mean, for people who really want to see the anime rather than going through and reading all of the books, cause there's, it's, it, it takes you a while to get through the entire manga, it's pretty long. Um, I would recommend the new release. Okay,
0: excellent. I will agree, it had a good dub um i also really liked what mike was saying about like it having that kind of light at the end of the dark tunnel um themes to it i think that's something everyone could get on board with nowadays yeah
3: absolutely yeah i mean some of my favorite episodes was actually the ones where they because um, my favorite character is actually um
2: he
3: always forgets their names. I'm just I'm like I've like... at all their names. Yeah. I just I, describe I characters
0: like, and hope that people know what I'm talking about.
3: I could be sitting there and just hear their names and it's like, uh, his name like sure sure certain the little yeah, and she,
0: orange she, hair guy who, yes. you know, with with the um, with the staff, he, that guy. Yep,
2: yeah, he's watched the entire series. He still doesn't know anyone's name except for No. Nope.
0: nope.
3: Uh her dark friend. Her dark Oh, yeah she <laughs> see couldn't pronounce that if I tried uh my favorite is actually when they get away from them and they go more into uh Toru's two friends um and I think they both got like two or three episodes each and to me those were some of the best ones because it, it was not just like here's Toru's backstory and here's the the stories that were developing out for the uh the zodiacs but here's the two friends that aren't in every episode but still have a an impact on toru in the episodes that they are there so it was nice to see that here's some supporting supporting actor uh characters that they still decided like here's their backstory and how they ended up with where she is
2: yes it passes the Bechtel test
0: that's good yeah we talked about that a little bit on the pod too I remember those characters. I I kind of forgot about them for a while, but you're totally right. They really do um, flesh out Toru as a character because it, it makes it not just about her and the Zodiacs. It's like, you know, she is a whole human being. Um, yeah. And, and I remember them being like ride or die. They were great.
2: <laughs> yeah. You want to be friends with those bitches. They're
3: awesome. <laughs> <laughs> or, or even... Uh... Like, later, they think it was... There's only two seasons out now, right? The, the last season <laughs> will
0: be premiering on April
3: 9th. Yeah, oh, so, like... Yeah. Kind of, <laughs> kind of like a, a spoiler to, to you, Dan, but there's, like, there's a few episodes later where...
0: um, the, Or April 5th, sorry, sorry. That's in our news for this week. God April damn 5th. it, Justin. I uh, failed you. The,
3: you did. The one that they call The Prince, because, again, I'm really bad P-P? at all. Yeah, like, Yuki is a part of the school council, and there's a bunch of episodes where, like, they round that out, and those are, those are really funny, and they assisted building Yuki's, like, overarching, uh, backstory, and, like, where he's gonna go from, like, there.
2: That's where his character development yeah, happens.
3: a lot of it, because his he's just, like, there, and he's just the other guy that, like, all the girls are attracted to, but when they do the, the student council episodes you really learn more about who he is as a, as like a a person and the issues that he's had in life. So those are also some really good, good ones. I think it really got better in the second season. You needed the first season to kind of introduce everyone. The second season where like, it really hits its stride of like, this is what it's all about.
0: Yeah. It sounds like I, I just didn't watch enough. (laughs) (laughs) I, I got like all of the like prep done. And then right as they were about to like turn it into like, what everyone is drawn to i'm like um i'll I'll miss out it's okay mistakes mistakes
2: are made so wait did you make it all the way through the first season
0: i no, i think if the first season was like 24 or 25 episodes or something i only made it through like 18 so i think they had pretty much introduced everyone and i was like i i know everyone and then right as they were about to get into it
2: well i asked because there's a like at the end of season one it's a pretty explosive season finale and that's where it starts you down that dark road so you stopped like I missed it right before <laughs> things were starting to get good so yeah you, do, you have you have to go back
0: well I think you did a great job of selling it and uh, I appreciate you both for coming on and and sharing your passion with us I could definitely feel it I I'm feeling more energized about Fruits Basket myself um, I, mean... I know Justin's interested in seeing it now I mean yeah i was always planning to watch it at some point i just hadn't gotten around to it yet
3: if you don't watch it by the time we get up there we're gonna force you to watch it when we get up there i will right. tie you
0: to a chair that is that is a promise i will that is a promise <laughs> and that's
2: coming from mike not yeah. me like,
0: that's yeah that's that's this why is I'm my anime that's yeah. fair i might be into that it's okay <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: like, this is no King There's
0: Shaming. no judgment here. Yeah, but, uh, you know, thank you both for coming on the pod, and we look forward to having you both up here again, hopefully Absolutely. in person next time. Thank you awesome. for having us. Yeah. And welcome back to another Best Boys interview. Today we are joined with Best Boy Wayne, a co-worker and friend of mine who is a proponent of... Um, Fruits Basket as well. Um, welcome, Wayne. Yeah, welcome,
1: Wayne. Hi, everybody. How are we doing?
0: Uh, so, I, I think for today, what I would like to start with is if you could give us kind of like just a breakdown of uh, what Fruits Basket is about and kind of a, a general sense, and then kind of what it is that that you think makes it such a show worthwhile, uh, especially in in such a jam packed anime season. So Fruit Basket, Fruit Basket as a whole is a series.
1: It's one of those things that you might have seen and, like, ignored and kept moving past, which I've done. I'm not going to lie. I literally ignored the hell out of it the amount of times I've seen it on Crunchyroll being recommended. I'm like, eh. But then I kept hearing about it. I'm like, you know what? I have nothing else to do. And I, I think either somebody either told me to watch it or I looked at something, and it was like, this is one of the... It's either a very highly rated anime or just based off of, like, that I like and that's why I figured you know what let me give it a try and the first episode you think it's going to be this whole like this this whole other thing that it's not what you're thinking like the girl the main character um Toru her mom is her mom's deceased and she was living with her grandfather and from that her family had a little situation where she was like she will stay she'll make sure she can get to school and take care of herself. And she was camping out in the woods.
0: Like yeah, literally that's right. camping out it, in the it woods. It like starts with her just like homeless basically. Yeah, right. Like she was basically just camping in the woods. Like,
1: yeah. Oh, cause her grandfather was renovating. That's what it was. <laughs> and she ended up, he went to go stay with his daughter. But then she was like, no, oh, don't worry. I'll stay with a friend. When she really went to go camping, like pitched a tent and everything in the woods below a cliff. Like <laughs> Wow. <laughs> it's kind of like, kinda like it, the girl he, from
0: uh what's it called from other side picnic I just oh, casually yeah. Drops. <laughs> oh yeah I, i've been living in the woods for like five years no big deal yeah my my parents joined uh, a cult and then tried to kill me so i've been living in ruins yeah
1: i still need to go and catch that
0: oh it's it's worth checking out it absolutely but
1: is. I, I, I should especially since i've been listening to the podcast and i've heard you guys talk about it a couple times as well
0: so Justin's I'm like, I'm, really I, I into it to. right now yeah i'm a huge fan yeah. of it
1: justin likes a lot of the a lot of the, the non-action uh, anime that I like.
0: So, Hell yeah. you
1: know what? This is pretty good.
0: <laughs> um, all right, so Toru t- is is living in the woods. Her uh, grandfather's doing the renovation. hmm
1: And during this whole process, like, she's basically just going to school, and she's also working her job, which that's what she's doing to, like, you know, be able to save for herself, because she wants to be independent. She doesn't like to... She's the kind of person who, like she can be suffering and she'll never let you know. Like that's the kind of personality she has. So she was working to become independent because her father died when she was a kid. And she doesn't really have memories of him. And his, her mom, which is the person that she loved and raised her, who used actually used to be a delinquent, passed away. <laughs> so she was just left alone with no one there. So with that being the case on it, she ends up meeting the Soma family, who was this very popular kid in this, in her school, and his other relatives. And the whole concept is she ends up meeting them. She ends up like, you know, hanging out by them for a little. And then, okay, cool, great, awesome. I'm going home. Kind of thing. Then just to realize that her entire camp has basically getting caught in a landslide. Oh. And you see this girl desperate trying to, like, dig it up because she has, like, a photo of her mom in there that she cherishes. And at that point, you see, like, the Soma sitting here like this, like, huh, We, sh- I feel like I should help this girl. And then all of a sudden, a, a massive horde of rats come out of nowhere. <laughs> like, I'm, like, interesting. <laughs> so I'm, like, it, what, Like, does he have the ability to manipulate anima- animals? And it, there's no, like, clear indication on things until the giant, like, the giant twist in the anime
0: right which yeah. you're like
1: oh interesting
0: we 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 talked with um justin's sister and brother-in-law uh as well about it and they were so a little bit of the backstory for me and the reason why we're getting people to talk about this is that i watched about 18 episodes through the first season so basically all the like introduction of all the characters and was just like mm-hmm. All right, it's very episode of the week, but apparently, like with the end of the season and into season two, it like really like, you know, you get this kind of twist, and and that's when the story really begins. Um, so so I guess I just missed that that part, but
1: oh, you missed the pickup on everything. <laughs> yeah, so with the whole Soma family, um, Akiko, uh, I Akiko, yeah, I what is his name? Is it Akiko or
0: I... Uh... Which character is this? It's the it's the head of the Soma family. Okay.
1: Akito. There we go. Akito. There you go. I should pronounce it properly because <laughs> I know pronunciation is correct. Akito. He's the one who basically is like the head of the Soma family. You meet him. You see his personality. You see how twisted he is and you see how far he goes in his belittlement of the rest of the family members to the point that It's like, you're all beneath me. I'm a god. You have to listen to me. And you have to be, you all are my plaything and my property. Like, he, he literally has, like, that kind of relationship with them. And the thing is with the whole Soma family is, whoever is in this role, whenever they pass away, somebody else is always born and takes over that role from the family.
0: Interesting. That's intense.
1: So, basically, the whole Soma family thing is, like, they're a bunch of people who inherited the characteristics from the Chinese Zodiac, which if you think about it, there's 12 Zodiacs, but there's also a thirteenth, which is the cat, which is like the one who was left out because the rat tricked him.
0: So, yeah, I remember that was like a big theme in the beginning of it. Cause like mm -hmm. there's kind of, it it seems as though there's like two main characters from the the Soma family, the, um, Yuki and Kyo. Yep. The, they're the cat and the rat, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And, and what was the story about the cat not being in the Zodiac? In the Zodiac?
1: So basically, the god basically told them like, hey, I'm having this giant party. Um, I want you guys to all come here and tell the animals. But the rat sat here and told the cat that, hey, the party's not going on now. It's going on later. So the cat missed the party, and he didn't get included into the Zodiac because of that, which is the reason why the cat hates the rat. That's also the reason why. And if you look like throughout the actual anime, like they'll have like the ending and the beginning song. You'll sit here and you'll see like the animals from the zodiac. You'll see them like walking or whatever. And their actual the beginning and the ending songs are amazing. Like the OPs and EDs are they're amazing. Like I love them.
0: You know we're all about the OPs and EDs on this show. Yeah,
1: I I literally had to download them. I'm like this. I need this. Where can I find this? I do remember
0: them being good.
1: (laughs) And. And, and that's the thing. You haven't even got to the next season to see all of them.
0: Damn. Yeah. Uh, all right. So so for you, what is it that makes the show like so like must be on the list to watch?
1: I like shows that emotionally ruin people.
0: Okay. <laughs> With that's nice fair. Yeah. That's a genre so, in and example, of itself. It absolutely yeah,
1: is. like. Like, for example, if I give somebody an anime and usually ask people, like, what kind of anime they're looking for, like, if they want something action or whatever the case is, like, I like to give people things that are going to, like, have them think and have them be emotionally attached to it. Like, I've given, I've given, I've given people to watch, hey, I need you to watch this Gundam Iron Blood Orphan. Just
0: because of the fact (laughs) is, I know how that You just, you just made a best friend. You just, I'm triggered. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Like, And the person who wrote that anime is a – she's very famous for, like, her tragedies, and it's like, oh, I wish I knew that before I watched this, before me and all of my other grown male friends who watched this show with investment in it, before we Mm -hmm. all ended up turning into a blubbering mess at the ending of it.
0: (laughs) If you didn't didn't shed a tear during IBO, you are a confirmed sociopath. Listen – my ex girlfriend loved the show
1: to the point that she was like, "I love the show, but never watch me anything. Never let me watch anything that's sad again."
0: Oh, I, was yeah. like, it I was got a you. Lot. <laughs> that's that's the one you're always trying to get me to watch. Yes, like, it is. If I'm well, gonna because be it's, to watch a Gundam, it's so different from all the other Gundam shows. Yeah, but you don't we... have to watch the other
1: ones to appreciate that one.
0: Yeah, like, absolutely. It's,
1: that's it's that's its own one where it's like separated and removed. It's not like following the the, the timeline. Although you will hear certain similarities,
0: but. I think we're gonna have to have Wayne come on for our Gundam episode. Oh yeah. That's yeah. I've seen pretty much
1: all of them except for two, if I'm not mistaken. Awesome. I'm I'm pretty sure I've seen every Gundam except for two Gundams. All
0: right. (laughs) Hell yeah. Which two? Yeah, which two? Um Gundam. I think it's Gundam X. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what you're talking about, yeah. I
1: started it and I was like, I'm not really interested and left it. And then I, I started it. to watch... What was the other one? The other one I didn't watch is one of the other old, old ones. I think it's like 0067 or something like that. Not oh, like Oh, 0083
0: one, but... Stardust Memories? Yeah, I think it's
1: that one. It might <laughs> yeah. be that one.
0: That, that sounds one's like a JoJo. Not... It does sound like a JoJo. It's, <laughs> it's actually not terrible. <laughs> but anyway, we digress. Uh, I wanted to ask uh, Wayne, actually, did you uh, ever read the manga for, um, for Fruits Basket? No. So
1: my manga list is also entirely way too large um in the amount of mangas that that i read so um yeah because i have like a million and one apps so i can read all of my mangas and stuff and um i also found my android my old android tablet which had a a large large amount of mangas on there and i forgot some of the titles and once i was able to get it powered back on i was like oh adding to my list of my new stuff Mm -hmm. which was great
0: um but no that's actually one of
1: them i need to finish
0: interesting okay
1: yeah I finished um I finished I read Todora I read Nisi I've read um I've read a bunch of them <laughs> but um yeah as far as like something that would kind of fit in that genre I haven't read that one yet
0: gotcha understood uh actually on that note did you watch the original anime or is this the first? Intro. This is the first one.
1: I started to watch the original and I realized there's very, there's not really much of a discrepancy between the two. Really? Like, it's just, it's, it's for watching like the first episode, I was like, it's mainly just the drawing. Hmm. Now, it's the drawing in the musical, but for the most part, it was, the story was spot on.
0: I did do a little bit of background research for this episode, uh, for this segment of this episode. And one of the things I did notice, and I didn't get the reason why, but apparently the creator of the manga when they were being approached about doing this new remake of uh, Fruits Basket, did specifically request an entirely different voice cast. I don't know the reason behind that, but apparently that is a thing.
1: Hmm. Probably to see how they did.
0: Yeah, uh, this, aiming. To be honest with you, this voice
1: cast is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> like, Do- you can actually see the emotion with everything from the drawing, the, the scores, and the anime, to the subtle changes in the characters' voices. Like like I feel like if something happened to certain characters, I would probably just sit here and be like this, like, oh, okay. Like, <laughs> like
0: Who is your favorite you character? Yeah, I was just gonna ask the same thing. <sighs> my
1: favorite character in Fruit Basket. You know what? One of my favorite characters, um it's it's it one of my favorite characters. This isn't my favorite, but one of them. Is going to be um, her best friend. The main her- character's best friend, the one who dresses in all black. Her name yeah. is um, Psyche.
0: Yeah, I, we we were saying that um, her best friends are 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 great. They're like yo, she has, or die. Like, the best.
1: She has the best best friends ever, next to Sua from um, Orange. But yeah,
0: uh, also uh, the guy from My Love Story. I will always. Oh, say yeah, he's yeah, yeah One yeah. of the best, yes. best friends.
1: No, if you have you guys ever seen Orange?
0: I have. No, no, it's on my list. I'm I'm going to tell you this right now.
1: I like like I told you, I like animes that emotionally disturb people. Okay. This is an amazing anime, and that best friend, you're going to root for him. You're going to be sad, but you're going to root for him because he's the best fucking friend you will ever see in an anime. I swear to God.
0: We do stand a best boy on this podcast. (laughs) I think this just turned into Wayne convinces us to watch Orange. Yeah. (laughs) We just have a recurring segment. Wayne convinces us to watch every anime. (laughs) And then we get t-shirts that say it's on my list. Yep.
1: My favorite would probably be Yuki and Kill is very, very good characters. But as far as that, um, it would probably be the um, what's his name again? Shiguro. Which
0: one is that one?
1: He is the author, and he's also the owner of the house that the other Soma boys are staying at and Toro. Okay, so he's a he's a he's a author, and, but he's also mischievous, so he likes to play jokes and do these little pranks and makes it look like something went horribly wrong because he likes to mess with people where his family members are kind of accustomed to him. But anytime he finds out information, he uses it to his advantage against them. So it's like hilarious to see the dynamic with him and everyone else, but also not to mention like, he also knows a lot more than he lets on.
0: Mm. Very cool. Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your love of Fruits Basket. We definitely felt it. Um, I think all that's left for us to do is actually watch it at this point now. Um, but gotcha. we will definitely yeah, we will definitely get back to you on that. All right, I guess we'll yeah. call yeah, we'll have that think, be the I think wrap up. I think Best Boy Dan is convinced.
1: I I think he is. Because... Are you are you there?
0: Are you there, Dan? Are you gonna watch yeah. it? He's there, I mean, we did it. Uh, yeah, mission accomplished. We just need George Bush to roll down a banner on a ship. Mission accomplished. Yeah, there we go. We're ready. <laughs> Well, yeah. Uh, anyway, the you know it was great, it was great to meet you, Wayne. Thanks for coming on the show. Uh, definitely gonna have to have you back for the Gundam episode because that one's gonna be a huge one. Um, and I'm gonna need some help because <laughs> there are 17 million Gundam timelines.
1: Yeah, yeah. That
0: that's gonna be a trip. <laughs> yeah, it'll be fun. Exhibit! Thank you all for joining us tonight. Um don't forget you can always send us an email at the at gmail.com, or you can hit us up on Instagram and Twitter at bestboys_pod. underscore pod. Uh don't forget to check out our Instagram for our loot crate promo code. Uh <laughs> our loot crate promo code bestboys. So use best boys. All one word, no spaces. For that promo, um, check it, out the giveaway. Yeah, it, we're putting all the money back into the show so we can keep bringing you this anime goodness. So, uh, yeah, check us out. Um, before I forget, the most important thing is please check out my OnlyFans. It's at OnlyDan's. I have multiple well, tiers. Um, for Dan, five dollars, you Dan, can get feet pics. Dan, I can send sixteen per day. Dan, for ten dollars, I'll mail stop. you my bathwater. What the what? hell, dude? What the hell? You, you gotta no. yourself. No, absolutely not. Only at Only Dance. No, feet pics. No, no pics. No pics. Check out Only Dance.